Podcast Network Asia. This is an experiment. What do billionaires, cultural icons, and world-class athletes have in common? I'm about to find out. I'm John Aguilar, serial entrepreneur, former decathlete, and creator and host of the CNN Philippines business reality show, The Final Pitch. Each week, I try to unlock the secrets of Asia's world-class performers to come up with hacks that I can apply in my own life. My goal is to have you apply them in yours. This is the podcast designed to change your life. This is Methods to Greatness. Methods to Greatness is powered by Perfect Health Philippines, a leading provider of innovative and premium massage and healthcare products to customers across Southeast Asia. This partnership is all about improving people's lives, health, and well-being. Visit perfecthealthph.com to know more. Save the craftspeople and help revive their dreams. This is the guiding principle of our next guest, Bangladeshi fashion icon, Vivi Russell. After establishing herself in the international scene as a top model for some of the world's largest labels for almost two decades, Vivi came home to her native country and opened Vivi Productions in 1995 a brand that has enabled the revival of age-old heritage of Bengal weaving. BB Productions has provided work for thousands of weavers and artisans and has helped in the development of hand-loom fabrics that are not just beautiful, but environmentally friendly as well, as they make use of non-chemically produced dyes. A true humanitarian by heart, BB Russell also strives to diligently help street children and improve their access to better life opportunities by providing them with good education. In her words, be it poor or well-fed, the children are tomorrow's leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my interview with the one and only Bibi Russell. Greetings to our listeners from the Philippines, Asia, and beyond. Hello, Bibi. Welcome to Methods to Greatness. My pleasure and honor. Thank you for inviting me. It is such an honor to have you here on the show, Bibi. Personally, I have to admit I am not very familiar with uh, Bangladesh. This conversation is also, uh, hopefully for me, uh, going to be partly educational on the culture of Bangladesh as well, because I'd really love to know more about you and your country. So first and foremost, Bibi, I would like to uh, trace back your roots as an international model. So I'd like to know what or who introduced you to the industry and, and how did you start? Uh, actually, uh, I did modeling. That was not my dream. It's happened. I went to a very good college, London College of Fashion. In the graduation show, you need to show your collection with the professional model. So my teacher, my professor of fashion, he told me, you can wear one outfit. I said, no, no, no. So I wore one outfit. And of course, the, all the graduation shows are very important. The, the people come like designers and photographers, this, that, to, um, uh, for the new talent because the, uh, colleges show beautiful collection. So when I did my collection, first collect, uh, I wore one. Next day, the college called me and they said, do you, can you imagine that uh, there was Barbara Daly, uh, John, uh, John Frieda, Lorraine Ashton, they want you to do modeling. I said, no, no, I don't want to do. So college, my college said, we taught you basic grammar. If you go around, do modeling, you can learn from different techniques from different designers, but keep your mouth shut that uh, you are a fashion design and designer. Actually, my first job was, I was offered um, um, uh, um, uh, Harper's Bazaar, 14 pages with Eric Bowman, that time was the best photographer. So when you start with the best team, Barbara Daly, makeup, hair, John Frieda doing uh, hair, but I did modeling. I want to tell you, modeling was not in my was not on my dream, but modeling made me mature, made me travel all over the world. 
because I did big, you know, good magazines and good shows and things. And the most important thing, the media who gave me the support during my career, today they are giving me a priceless support. They couldn't believe I come to back to Bangladesh, start my life with zero again. So I'm very grateful I did it, but I learned techniques also from uh, English designer to French to German to New York to Japanese designer. And you know that uh, when I travel, I travel because I was doing many, many um, photographic jobs. When I go uh, now to work with Latin America or Central Asia or Asia, I know their culture, you know, reading a book, seeing yourself, it's completely different. So it's really helping me what I'm doing now. Bibi, uh, I'd like to know what year that was. That must have been an education and just really op opening up the entire world to you. You have it right in front of you, like every, every country and nationality. I think it's not that I can tell you this year. I'm still learning you know, still learning. <laughs> so I think learning process never stop. Doesn't matter how old are you or what is it, experience. So you see that uh, I was born and brought up till certain age in Bangladesh, early teenage, then I went to Europe. So I know the Asian culture, our culture. And another thing I want to tell you, John, that uh, my two feet are in the ground because my home education. My parents taught me Asian culture, surrounded thing, book, literature, and all this. So when I knew, went to Europe, of course, I am made by the European. So I learned I never forgot my root. That is important. My parents never taught me that you are going to be the star <laughs> in the sky. I look at the star and I read many things of Tagore's and many things, poetries and songs and many, many, many uh, uh, artists and all this. So that is very important. I want to tell the young generation, first education is at your home. And I'm so lucky to, I have learned many things from my home. My parents uh, didn't force me, but they, they knew I will come back, but in certain things, because I have learned many things from Europe. I have traveled and I've been many times in your country. It's so beautiful. I learned how to do handmade paper from Philippines. You have wonderful craftspeople, beautiful. So every country, there is something you can learn. But I learn and I never copy. I would never copy. I have learned how to make handmade paper, but you do so many, but I learned the technique, but I'm doing my way with the ingredients, what we have in Bangladesh. So I think learning process never stop because any country, education and health is the backbone. You know, Bibi, I'd like to find out uh, when you were first thrust into the international modeling scene. What year was that? And how different was uh, being an international model back then to how international models, um, I guess, are now? I told you before, I was very lucky. When you do first job with Harper's Bazaar, then you do Vogue. So I was doing editorial, good magazine, and I had a very good agent. Then I was called, when your book is very good, then the designers call you, you know. I was based in London. And then the big, uh, my first show was Valentino with Iman and Jerry Hall and thing. I didn't know anything. But you know, then uh, to be able to do catwalk, you have to have a height. I'm quite tall. But I think that um, for me, it was, you know, uh, my shows I did very well, uh, very good designers, even editorial. I didn't have to struggle so much in modeling because I had a particular look and then I came from a new country, Bangladesh. So people had so much curious that this girl came back, did fashion, now she's doing modeling. 
Right. So that curiosity. So most of the time, when I was sixty percent time, we didn't. I didn't have to go for audition. One, you know, like twenty percent, they look at me. I smile. I know people think you come from Bangladesh. It's a poor country. People are flooded and poverty, and see me with smiling and everything. I want to tell you, John. If I had one bit of success, I owe this to Bangladesh because it's a new country. People's curiosity. Plus, I was determined to have. You know, like when it's a competition, you start to do. And I didn't have much competition because I had a very particular look, right? And which was uh, big photographers and designer love it. So, as I told you, modeling. Really made me see the country, have the uh, connecting. You know, made me mature. Uh, you know, BB, I saw pictures of uh, of you and your your model. I must say, it is quite a, a unique look, very exotic, uh, very one of a kind. It uh, I can't seem to place it. it. It it's like a it's like a mix of different cultures. I, I would say as well, or different races. But Absolutely. Very, very distinctly Asian. Is is there any um, other uh, blood um, in you, or are you one hundred percent Bangladeshi? No, no. I'm one. That is the. I'm glad you asked me. When I went to Europe, people used to say because I'm quite tall for a Bangladeshi girl. I don't have big eyes. I have more eyes, like you can say, South Asian, smaller eyes. Right. I have big cheekbones. <laughs> People used to say, "You must have one parents, not Bang." Both my parents are Bangladeshi. My mother is from Dhaka, capital. My father is from North, and I was born in Chittagong. But the thing is, that's the people, and people used to say, "Oh, Bangladesh, you know, it's a new country, but there are so many misme." But I want to tell you. That I don't need to see the show you the misery that is already people, but there are beautiful things. You know, my work is to show the beauty which I see in poverty. There are many. If you read the history, we made a piece of cloth called muslin, which during British Raj, which could go in a matchbox one meter. There are so many things, but uh, you know. When I go in the villages, even in Philippines, when I went, you know, you see the village people. Maybe they are not rich, but they have a smile to die for. They have two eyes, like two stars going. So these made me, you know, any country I go to work because, you know, uh, every though I'm in Bangladesh, I and I support. But I love craftspeople all over the world. If you see, I have worked in so many countries. When I go to your country, I never feel. First thing I say, the craftspeople don't make me say I'm a foreigner. Make me feel I'm part of you. I'm yours. So that is what. Bibi, you being a citizen of the world through your craft, through your career as an international model, and then coming back to Bangladesh, establishing your roots once again, but this time. Uh, with BB Productions, please tell us about how BB Productions started. Uh, uh, you know, I want to tell you that everyone has a dream. I grew up in Bangladesh, my childhood, but you know, my parents are well off and thing. But we are brought up in, in ordinary, not, not rich people. So I used to see people used to come at home selling fruits, vegetable. They used to wear beautiful. Saris or sarong and gamchas. I used to ask them, who did it? They said, our neighbor, the craft uh, weavers, you know, they used to wear nice bangles. So I used to think, I have so many color pencil and thing, but they can do better color combination. You know, actually, they made me have a dream, which grew with me. It's so important today that you have your dream. My dream grew and being a Bangladeshi girl coming from a family, everyone is doctor, engineer, and I'm studying fashion, you know? So they make me have this dream. When I went to Europe, I went to the college, did my graduation. I knew my, my dream was clear why I came, you know, to Europe, why I did study. I want to, you, I finished my graduation in 76. I did my first collection in 96, giving the craftspeople, weavers of Bangladesh, 
I was a very good student, but I have never done my collection. I did that. And my first collection was <laughs> uh, when I did it in Paris, 29 Channel directly showed it. Many mistakes, but that is the support I'm giving from media because I don't have money. 29 channels from around the world. From, yes, from, yes, from yes. Every country imaginable. But that I came, my dream was clear. When one day my dream was clear, I was in Italy. I was saying, my friends, teach me how to do graphic, teach me how. They were saying, are you mad? You are doing modeling, why you want to learn? I knew that when I come back, though I can write proposal, get funded, I will not have time. So I came back from Italy to Bangladesh, 94. And today, BB production, then I thought, uh, maybe now I think it's a mistake. I thought because uh, when I do BB, BB production, I will get the support. I'm getting support all over the world. But people in, you know, being an Asian, you know, when the people come from Europe, did us something good, you know, a bit of success, they think you will buy a home, buy a big cars, and you have a lot of money, but I have done, started working from the zero again because Bangladesh is so much population and I want to give my support to the 50%. So people used to think she's crazy. She doesn't live in a big house, a big car. She doesn't, she's like this because I knew I was going to give you an interview. That is how I am naturally. So what happened? People think, Bibi Russell, you are so famous. Why do you want to do that? So you see that I open Bibi Productions. Maybe I get support, but it's 100% funded by my own money. Whatever I earn in my life, I put it. But if you see that how many people I was, I'm working, it's nothing. Now I realize it's nothing. But anyway, that is my strength to continue. Uh, I'm not a politician. I'm not an MP. I'm not a minister. I'm loved by the 50% people. That is what, because is the biggest strength. My mental satisfaction is here. When I go to your country or Latin America, I'm loved. They never made me feel that I have no uh, money, but my biggest strength is my work is absolutely linked with development, sustainability. Craftspeople throughout the world, they know that I respect their human dignity. That's number one. Today, you need two hands to clap. I have their hand, whether it's Bangladesh, Philippines, or Africa, or Latin America, I have their hands. So that is my biggest strength. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Health Philippines. Did you know that massages are considered one of the best ways to recover from exercise and is considered an indispensable part of any fitness training and recovery regimen? Getting a regular massage not only detoxifies your muscles from lactic acid buildup, but also increases muscle performance, blood flow, reduces pain, and induces better sleep. If you don't have access to a masseuse, the next best thing is a massage chair or a massage gun. Perfect Health has a complete lineup of massage chairs with a whole range of features and price points. Their top-of-the-line model, Perfection 2, has all the bells and whistles. From 3D full body and foot massage functions, voice command, Bluetooth, and zero gravity. Their Perfect Relaxer Massage Gun is a personal favorite of mine, which I use on my quads every time I come from a long bike ride. Methods to Greatness, in partnership with Perfect Health Philippines, has come up with a special discount promo that is exclusive to our followers and subscribers. To avail of the special promo discount, get in touch with Perfect Health's professional healthcare consultants at perfecthealthphcustomerservice at gmail.com or via hotline 02-8831-6944 and give the promo code MTG. That's the Methods to Greatness promo code MTG and the healthcare consultants will hook you up with the best premium massage chairs, massage guns, and other healthcare products, all with a special discount. Bibi, can you tell us about what is 
so unique about your creations? What is the one thing that uh, I guess separates what you do from what everyone else is doing? Because I'd like to understand. Uh, um, there's the two thing. Yes, two okay. things. Okay. One thing, I have, I respect their dignity. That's number one. Village people or poor people, I never say poor, I say village people. So they know I respect. You can be poor, but you can come out of poverty. Look at me. I'm from Bangladesh, a girl who never had a uh, O-level, A-level in design artist. I went to one of the best college. Then I have learned. I come back. So I tell them my stories. That is and another thing. Suppose I'm going to Philippines. Okay. You invite me to go and work with your craftspeople. First thing I will say, can I come and I can go around, see what are the resources you have. When I will work with you, I will never <clears throat> buy things from China or Japan or India or Bangladesh. I make sure you use your local ingredient. So if the craftspeople made $10, it stays in Philippines. So local. And another thing, I have never, I am an artist, no designer is an artist too. I love your shirt, what you are wearing black. I'm not stupid enough to copy exactly that. You know, copying another thing, you cannot make a country come out of poverty and make sure I made them realize the village people that I'm, you know, like I'm not a donor agency. I'm not going there and giving you money. I make them realize that today what you didn't have the education, you give your children education. Instead of having five children, have two children, three children, but I don't force them. I make them realize it. That's very, very important. And during this pandemic, I make sure that don't throw away chemicals here, don't environment, pollution, that is very, I go to the villages months to make them understand this. That's so beautiful. You know, Bibi. Thank you, um, thank you. I'd like to find out from your, your modeling days and, and as, a, as, as an entrepreneur, you know, we go through many seasons in our lives and um, I guess what we value or what we find interesting or meaningful at that particular moment in time uh, changes. I'd like to find out from you, from your days as an international model to your days as an entrepreneur that makes possible, um, I guess, the fulfillment of many people's livelihood. What has changed in terms of the things that you value and also the concrete steps that you take towards fulfilling your goals at that particular time? You see that uh, during my modeling days, uh, I have traveled, I have enjoyed every bit of it, but that is experience that made me mature, that made me learn many things. Instead of reading a book of, of I'm talking about your country, Philippines, this is this, this is this, but going to see with your own eyes is different. I'm modeling, I have no other work, I could travel so much. And then to learn the people, you know, how dare you learn the country, learn the language, learn the thing. And this is very important modeling. And now what I'm doing now, how many people in the world have their dream come true? It took me many years. I cannot explain to you what is my mental satisfaction. Maybe it took many years. But now I'm trying to make who made my dream come true, their dream come true. That feelings, which I cannot explain to you. Another thing, end of the day, end of the day, like today, I have a bad day. Uh, I work very long hours, even my age. I'm uh, working more now than before because none of us thought we will have a pandemic. It's a surprise. So it's made you learn many things. Suppose I have a bad day today. I sleep. I don't sleep maximum four hours. Next morning, I always, since my childhood, I think that's my day again. I cannot just be like this and think, oh, I have a bad day. I'm not. Of course, everyone has a bad day and a good day. Bad day maybe give you something. How come I made that mistake? I do it. 
So that's really, very important. Modeling, I enjoyed. I learned. I traveled. But I don't think about it because no one forced me to come to Bangladesh. I came by myself, not government, not my family, no one, which I'm doing. And this is something else, the satisfaction. And it made me also realize now with $1, I have to think, how can I make it revolving? How can I have to think about it? If I work three hours, I can change someone's life. I can motivate them, which is more than anything else in the world. Think about it now. I'm sure it's Philippine to Bangladesh also. People are aware what they are eating, fruits, vegetable. It's not our, uh, chemical and thing. Soon what I'm doing, you know, people want to put something in your skin which doesn't give you irritation, doesn't give you any disease. Yeah, it's taking me a long time. John, I'm not even first step on the ladder, but I'm not giving up. I'm trying till the end. I will make the world understand there is machine made, there is handmade. When you eat at home, cooked by your mother or your wife or your sister, something else, but sometimes you eat fast, fast food too. That kind of satisfaction I want to give them through my work. You know, it's interesting how you framed what you do within the context of, I guess, a globalized economy where it's so easy to get something that's commercial and readily available and fast fashion is... Absolutely. Um, Mine is completely slow fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it is completely slow, the opposite direction of fast fashion. In fact, uh, I believe it's... it's, it's um, it's an heirloom piece that can be passed from generations and even the story of the creations that come out. And another thing, if you give support to a craftspeople, you will see, you go around your villages. It's not one person. You are giving a family come out of poverty with dignity. You know, if I say, like, being a UNESCO goodwill ambassador, blah, blah, I can go, I go to big meeting. I also went to World Economic I can say, oh, I'm going very bad time. Can you give me some money? People will give. I finish, I put my hand again. With my work, I want to show the people all over the world, the craftspeople, they have magical fingers. To get that magical work, you have to respect their dignity. They will do fantastic. We are a very small organization. As self-funded, no one fund us, but because I don't write proposal, I don't have time. But people are coming out of poverty with dignity. You can see they're not walking like this. We don't have British Raj. We don't. They're walking head up. They're smiling. This is what I always say. I want to save the craftspeople and have their, uh, revive their dreams, have help revive their dream. They also have a dream. You know, but they speak to me about their dreams. I, I would love all of them have this uh, satisfaction, what I have. Magical work. I mean, I want to tell you last place I travel before the pandemic, it was Philippines. <laughs> oh, that's great. Where, where did you go? Where did you go? That was a big seminar I came and it was so lovely. And that was that my first, last international travel. Beautiful. I love the food. I love the people. They smile. See, this is what I have seen it. No? It's everywhere there is a mine also, bad side, good side. But you should appreciate. You should encourage and give encouragement. And the people, for my work, I always say, the next generation of craft people, they will have the basic education. They have, they know how to read and write. They don't have to have PhDs, but that education is so important. Right. Well, Bibi, I'm glad that uh, your last trip here to the Philippines yes, was yes, a memorable yes. one. Uh, you saying that, you know, people here greet you with such a big smile. That's, that's of a course, thing of we, course, of course. we hear from, from all of our guests uh, to the Philippines and, something that comes naturally, I guess, to Filipinos. And I'd like to find out, Bibi, 
is there anything or is there a story that perhaps you could share with us of how someone in particular was touched by you, of how someone's life was changed with the kind of dignity that what they do gives them? Is, is there any particular story that's Yeah, many out? stories, but I want to uh, share one story in Africa. I was the um, first person who believed on me. He was four years. For uh, 12 years, UNESCO Director General, Mr. Federico Mayor, second was Queen of Spain, Queen Sofia. So he realized that, you know, UNESCO doesn't give branded support. They, he realized that this girl came back. If I wanted to only come to do fashion, many shop, I don't even have a shop in Bangladesh. I have a, my office, a little selling. I would have stayed in Europe. I would have sponsor, bank loan, everything because of my name. Here is different, whether you have house, you have gold thing, jewelries, property, I don't have. And it's not a complaint. If I had all this thing, I couldn't revive so many people. Okay. So uh, I was asked uh, to work in Africa. <laughs> Mr. Mayer said, you give your support to UNESCO supported me. Most of my recognition is my work for North Africa. So I was sent to first to Mali, then Senegal, then um, Ivory Coast, first in Mali. I understand French, but I don't understand the African way of uh, French. So he sent me to Mali. Mali, they make beautiful, beautiful rugs and things. So I went to, I knew with uh, UNESCO research, I knew the guy is an elderly guy who makes beautiful rugs. So I went, I have an interpreter from UNESCO. So I opened the door. You know, I'm not like black enough Asian, no? I look like a more, not as um, lighter complexion as you, dark Bangladeshi. So I went there, he made beautiful rugs. So I said, how much it is? So the, the four by six, he said, $2,000. So I told him, uh, please tell me how long it took you, the interpreter was translating. Why are you asking? So he said, that is the price. He got very angry with me because they sell with the tourists, then six months they eat that money. So he said, I don't want to talk with you. You come from me. Bangladesh, and you want to know my secret. He shut the door, so I came back. And I'm also not a girl giving up. Next day we went, I tried to be friendly and everything. Make him understand it took me more than 10 days that I'm here, I'm not here. I'm making you a sustainable development that you don't wait for a tourist that people buy. I will make sure you make money. You know, my biggest achievement, it's not like in certificates or like all these awards I got. When I was working, I worked there on and off one year. He said that, you know, that sorry I gave you such a hard time, but you are the mother of the craftspeople throughout the world. That is, I always say, that is my biggest thing. That person who didn't want it, to share anything 10 days, the way he said and the way he hugged me, I still remember it was more than 12 years ago that how wonderful, where can you get this kind of love and affection? It's priceless. That's a beautiful story, Bibi. Mm -hmm. I think um, it, it really shows the patience, the care that um, having, I guess, the right... Um, frame of mind coming into a conversation like that gives the development of that, that relationship. I think if you had given up that first conversation, then. No, no, I'm not. I was, I, first time I went, came back to Paris, I had to report to UNESCO head office. I told Mr. Mayon, if I can have this people, craftspeople from North Africa trust on me, and if I can do that, I can go to the moon. Because it was the most difficult, you know, because I didn't understand language. They have a way of life is very different. All night dance and next morning they don't get up. But my best work as a UNESCO 
special envoy after this work also for artist of peace so you know that that gave me many things to learn to how to be uh, you know how to get 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 their trust on you because so many people even in bangladesh people exploit the crafts people village people so they are now aware of this how much they first thing they ask you money okay i will tell you give money you have to make them understand i am here for you please cooperate with me that is very important and bibi apart from your passion with textiles and fashion uh, i believe you also are passionate about helping children particularly those that call the streets their home um how exactly um are you helping them and and how do you ensure that your help allows them to follow a path that will lead them to better opportunities uh actually um i i'm helping the 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 most of the children there from a below poverty because i talk to them as i spend a lot of time in there i'm all alone in bangladesh my parents passed away my kids are away my sisters so i spend i have all the time i listen to them what they have dream and everything and another thing john being a bangladeshi girl when i was living in bangladesh going around people used to say except my parents except my home i was not a beauty for bangladesh you know i'm tall i'm skinny i'm dark you know not big eyes so i used to listen to the whole world used to tell me is she so ugly how come she was born in a family but it didn't affect me because my own family they used to tell me oh they don't look at you and all this when i go around villages i see there are girls you know who are like me but they they have other younger sister and they always complain to me how we are going to give them marriage wedding for them they are going to ask lot of dowry money and all this thing so i tell them your daughter can be doing something do you think i am some someone for them i am important your daughter can do better than me so i make sure children i whatever money i have we make sure put it away that's a completely self funded or my sisters my sons give me money i give them that and also the street children they are so clever they can do so many things but education i tell them i will give you money to sell flower only one reason i'm not bank but you have to do the basic education you know there are many ngos they have free school i i sign them as a guardian i send them because basic education is must yeah that is beautiful i i i really appreciate bb everything that you shared with us on your outlook on on uplifting people i think it is a very uh, noble cause to be in i believe that in this uh day and age where there's so much focus on making more producing more doing more this really brings us back to really the why or the reason why we do things and and i think it's just beautiful how what you do impacts so many people allows them to have dignity and and really beyond the money Absolutely. we have so many fingers you cannot just have one fingers we have population you have to use them properly methods to greatness in partnership with perfect health philippines will be giving away premium healthcare products to our loyal listeners and subscribers there will be weekly winners of perfect relaxer massage guns worth 9900 pesos and at the end of 12 weeks we will give one lucky subscriber a chance to take home a fully loaded perfect health trinity massage chair worth 200000 pesos All you have to do is subscribe to the Methods to Greatness podcast and follow us on our social media accounts on Facebook and LinkedIn and share the post linked in the show notes of this episode on your feed. And if you know someone who you feel would benefit from our conversations and content on the show, tag them for more chances to win our prizes. We always want you, our listeners, to aspire to improve yourselves in every aspect of your lives so you can be the best you can possibly be. Check out the Methods to Greatness social media channels for more details. Bibi, um, I would like to now get into um, the questions that I ask all my guests. 
So my first question is, Bibi, what makes you Asian in particular? What makes you Bangladeshi? What makes me Bangladeshi? Uh, if you look at my smile, that is what the world doesn't know. Even in the poorest area, they go to smile and you can see my little eyes. And I have bad eyesight that it's like two, two stars. Okay. Sparkling. That is me. absolutely what I see in the villages. That is absolutely world should know that. Wow. How, how would you describe that? I mean, how, you see how, that, uh, you know, when you're born in a, I always tell them, when you're born in a be, below poverty, it's not a disease like cancer or AIDS. You can come out, great peoples. I read, I tell them many great leaders in the world, they come out, they came from poverty and poor families. But, you know, you, when you look at their eyes, I can see this, these two eyes to, to the eyeballs is sparkling, you know, like they have a dream, which made me have my dream since childhood. And I want people to see on that. I have so much difficulties, you know, like when you are working in a self-funded, but at the end, I forget looking at their eyes. And that is what and the smile, how difficult days I have. I have this smile. I think about their smiling. They have so much problem. So that is for me, Bangladesh. And you can see wherever I went. For me, fashion is a culture. It's a necessity. Whatever, even if you wear a suit, John, uh, like you have to wear today's world, but you have that Filipino culture on you. You cannot be English or French or thing. Fashion is a culture and why it's necessity. Today's world, we are living in 21st century. Even my office is in a commercial area. If anyone walk naked, police will catch them. You need a piece of cloth to cover your pride. That is also fashion. Not the big brand only. <laughs> okay, your second question. Okay, so my next question, Bibi. I'd like to know, is there anything from your country that you would like for people to know? Uh, for anyone who's never been to Bangladesh, it could be anything. Um, it could be food, it could be a place, a person, an event um, that exemplifies exactly what Bangladesh is all about, or even something that you would recommend that someone go and see. First of all, I would like to invite you to come Bangladesh. Then you will understand my answer. It's the people. People make it. Bangladesh, yes. It's, I lived in Italy, many European countries where there were so many political disasters, but there is a good side. It's not the misery. The beauty of Bangladesh, you have to come and see. It's the delta. Every part of it, you have to cross a river or a water. Where else you find? And the people. People, you have to come and see the, what I mean. It, people give you the strength. Absolutely. I feel like what you say about Bangladeshi also resonates with how you see the Philippines. You said also yes. with the, the smile. Yeah, absolutely. The I'm talking about Bangladesh, but I'm all also talking about all other places because I'm not a spokesperson to revival of uh, crafts and thing only in Bangladesh. You can see that in your countries. People will say, this is Philippine, this is Philippine, but they didn't see the real Philippine, what I have seen. Right. Bibi, I'm curious to know um, who to you is a modern day hero or superhero, in fact? Um, do you have anyone that you would consider as such? And uh, I consider for superhero for me is absolutely Rabindranath Tagore. Rabindranath Tagore, who got the first Nobel Prize, he's my superhero of all time. Rabindranath Tagore. He was a poet, writer, uh, many things. He wrote the our national anthem, Indian national anthem, first Asian including Southeast Asia, Nobel Prize winner, uh, 
he made a university in uh, West Bengal. He passed away many years ago. He's my superhero, all-time superhero. Oh, that's great. I think I'm going to have to do a little bit of research on him. And, and, and I think... Rabindranath Tagore. Tagore. T-G-O-R-E. Okay, so, Bibi, uh, I'm not sure if you have, but if you were given the privilege to deliver a commencement speech in school, what message would you give to young students who are now coming into the world? Is there anything in particular that you, both as an icon, as a businesswoman, um, as a representative of your, of your country, would like to, I guess in part, to young Bangladeshi women and men, for that matter, who uh, uh, It's not only Bangladeshi, I would say all the young generation. See, I become more, the world is going digital. You know, if you would have asked me uh, three years ago, come and do, I do so many now Zoom meetings and things because we don't travel. I would say, no, 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 when I come, I will sit. You know, that personal touch is different. In my age, I learned to be digital in during pandemic. I learned. But the young generation, I give many motivation classes, um, motivate big universities in the world because I come from Bangladesh. Many Asian, Southeast Asian, Central Asian, they think what is for to come back? You know, why did you come back being a successful career, so-called successful? But if you look at all my things since I come back, I am making the world recognize the people through my work, which I have, yeah, I'm modeling, I made myself known and everything made money, which made me independent to do, but didn't give all this recognition, not only in Bangladesh, India, all over the world. Young generation today, you have one finger, you are much more faster than me to know about the world, please, Start to have your own culture, heritage. Know that if I didn't see you, John, I cannot make a sketch on you. Know your culture and heritage. You can do diversified. Like I studied in Europe. I work with the craftspeople. I make it more modern, but you can do. You are the future. But try to respect your Don't. I don't know any French, Italian, German. They don't know their language. They don't know their culture. They know that plus others. We have to, Asian, we have to respect our own people, then go beyond. It's always wonderful being a 21st century speaking Bangla and speaking four other languages. But I should be able to respect, respect and heritage and thing and go for your dream. Dream is must. People stop having dream dream and go for it and be focused. You know, Bibi, I love your energy. It seems to me that you are in no way slowing down. I don't think that's... Yeah, no. Oh, please pray and, uh, for me. That's the only thing I want from you, that I have the strength to continue. That's the keep <laughs> me in your prayers, please. Yes, uh, by all means. But I would like to know, is there anything you do, for example, in the morning? Is there any routine that you follow that you know, allows you to have so much energy? Uh, I never go to gym or anything. I don't have time. But you see that I walk, like I never use lift or anything walk because I don't have time. What I do, when I realize uh, during the pandemic and all other things that I would, I would not like to stop giving support for the education. So I become vegetarian. You can leave with vegetarian now and then I have a very simple life and I try to do all my work but that's the training from Europe you know when I was student and everything after that work maybe I earn money but student life you have to go very hard way doesn't matter whose daughter are you you have to go I start to do all my work myself and try to do a little bit of meditation my own my own meditation, which I do from a long time. That's very important. And I never take any medicine. <laughs> you know. I'm curious, what kind of meditation do you do? Can, can you share with us exactly your process? Yeah, I do a meditation when I get up in the morning. 
I sit and I just block myself. I just think today is the day, what I want to do. Get my energy that, you know, that during this pandemic, I tell all the craftspeople, don't tell me all the time. You don't have, don't, we don't have anything. We don't have money. I know, but don't repeat to me all the time. Phoning from India, our business is bad. So I get this meditate myself to not to listen the negative, not to get angry or upset. Of course, you get angry. That is to self-control of myself. That's very important. That's great. Okay, Bibi, what is the one thing you wish you could have known or learned sooner? There's only one wish, John. I've been crying day and night to uplift the craftspeople. That's in all over the world. And maybe I would have gone in my lifetime, second step on the ladder. But then again, this pandemic came, you know, the market, they could not have all over the world. I'm not talking about Bangladesh. I just wish in my lifetime, I could go second. I want to uh, give them the satisfaction what I have my dream come true. That's why we always write that, save the craftspeople and help revive their dream. That's the only wish I have in this world because I have seen the world, you know, how to leave, how to go one place to another place, private. I know that. I left that. I come. And the people who means to me everything I want to see in my lifetime that I can go second step. I can revive more people. More than that, I don't want anything else. Bibi, um, all of us will pass in this world. And with all that you've done, um, I'd like to know, what would your epitaph say? I will stay in the heart of these craftspeople. If I'm born again, I want to be doing exactly what I left. I will start again. So I think that that is the only thing because one lifetime is not enough. And then again, you know, Unless I had the physical and mental strength, I could give up everything, you know. Then I came to, there is no days that I knew I will live in a life very simple, but I have the strength. But I think that I could have come if I didn't think that 10 years, 15 years before. So I maybe I would have gone second step. But now I don't want to think about it. But uh, yes, yes. Uh, the love and affection I get from everywhere I go in the world, from the craftspeople, they never make me feel I'm all alone. So whatever it is that that would say, it definitely will have the craftspeople there. Perhaps yes. them, I, I, I even imagine perhaps maybe a testimonial from that African who... Yes, yes. I always say uh, that is nothing, but it's there, you know. It's beautiful. Okay, so finally, Bibi, um, I'd like to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests here on Methods okay. to Greatness. Um, if there is one thing that you would like or would recommend for me to do, something that you do, that perhaps I could try in my own life, or for any of the listeners out there um, and viewers who would like to maybe do something that you have successfully done, what would that one thing be that perhaps we could try uh, for ourselves? First of all, I want to tell you, any creative person, if they think they are successful, that the down, I don't think I'm successful. Every time I do something, I make my mistake. I, I learn through my mistake. But I would love to know, you come from a, such a beautiful country, just look around the young talent, young generation, give them a support, motivate them. They are the future. They will be not stamped as Bangladeshi, Indian. Yes, your culture is with you. I want you to believe that with the young. They need a little bit of guidance, little bit of motivation. Plus, please, such a beautiful country with the culture, heritage, so many things. Okay, there are people will say negative things. At least we start to say from our own region, three positive things. Can you imagine what? world will be thank you for that well maybe this is exactly why we're having this conversation now i believe that a lot of what you've shared with us today will really make an impact 
in terms of informing the kind of thinking that a lot of our young children, uh, I guess students, people coming into the workforce need. What you exemplify is really the kind of values that we in our current day and age sometimes lose out. Things are very impersonal and, you know, digitization and... The digital is important, but not don't forget to use your hand. That is very important. Hands. You have 10 fingers. Yes, it's very beautiful. I love it when someone writes me a note, you know, instead of always sending it an email and thing, seeing the handwriting, seeing that touch, it's something magical. You know, that's so true. Sometimes I'm so used to typing on the computer and I start to write and I see that my handwriting is really a far cry from how we were taught in school, right? Because we never use our hands now. It's, it's all sad. sad. Why is the 10 fingers for? Not for one, no? Maybe you should uh, tap in all this and try to do. Even when you eat, no, you need touch. It's so much nicer. We forgot to how to hug, how to touch because of this pandemic, no? Life is changing, but think positively. That's very important. Everything, because I think the pandemic taught us how inhuman we become in 21st century, being in 20th. We didn't care. We throw the rubbish. We did that with that. That's showing us it's not pandemic. It's only in Bangladesh, India. It's even developed country, underdeveloped, showing us how we polluted the world. Very beautifully said, Bibi. I thank you for... It's my um, pleasure and honor. I'm so... I was thinking about Philippines all morning in the sitting in the traffic jam, that what a beautiful time I had and what a beautiful... What beautiful... You make so many beautiful things with coconut and juice and all these things. You know, many things. In each country, you learn many things and nice. It stays inside you. And I was very happy to speak with you, you know. Thank you. Thank you, Bibi. And personally for me, this has been a great introduction into Bangladesh and Bangladeshi people. I, I, I have to be honest, you are the first that I've met. Can you believe uh, in my 40s for the first that I've met? But, um, you know, I would like to change Never that. Never too one late. Of you come here as long you pray for me. So I have the strength. I'm still alive. I will show you what I have talked about Bangladesh. You can see it yourself. I think I will take you up on that invitation, but this has been a great, I guess, sharing of minds, a conversation with you. I, I really value the things that I've learned here with you today. And I really, more than anything, would like to honor you for everything that you've done for the industry, for people out there who find that we've lost a lot of things. And I'm not just talking about lives, but also our culture, the Absolutely. way we, the way we usually, you know, interact with the things that we hold in our hands. I believe that you have given us that legacy that we can always look back to. And, and what is so beautiful with what you do is that you are actually creating something that people pass on to the next generation with a story attached to it that allows for the passing, not just of a material possession, but the values that went into creating or crafting that piece of cloth or fashion um, or, or clothing. So I'd like to honor you for that, uh, BB, and thank you for everything thank that you've done you. and the thank inspiration you. that you've given to so many people around the world. Don't forget to keep me in your prayers, all of you. That's the only thing I ask, to have my strength. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for guessing on Methods to Greatness. Oh, it is an honor. I, I love the name. I don't know why I have done anything, but uh, that attracted me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Methods to Greatness is brought to you by Perfect Health Philippines, a leading provider of innovative first-class massage and healthcare products across Southeast Asia. If you would like me to interview anyone on the face of the earth and want them on the podcast, or if you want to collaborate with us for future content or sponsorship opportunities, or if you just have any recommendations on how we can get better, just send us an email at john at methodstogreatness.com. That's john at methodstogreatness.com. 
Until then, we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.